woke up this morning with the blues around his head, an empty bottle in his hand, a stranger in his bed. So he rolled himself a smoke, tried to find his dirty clothes. How he ain't been killed yet, ain't nobody know. Hello and welcome to season three of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. The song you just heard is Fried Chicken and Evil Women by Vincent Neal Emerson. And it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Levi Wolfensberger. So Levi wrestled for the vaunted Cedar Valley Mac Club, one of the toughest clubs back in the day. He went on to become a four-time Iowa High School State finalist and two-time state champ for Denver Tripola, while also leading them to a state dual and traditional state title in 2010. Levi went on to wrestle at UNI, becoming a two-time NCAA qualifier and even made the blood round in 2013. Unfortunately, injuries took a toll on the rest of his college career, Levi now lives back near Denver and works with his best buddy, Blake Sorensen. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Levi Wolfensberger. Where are you at nowadays? Living right outside of Denver. Yeah. Are you near, like, uh, Blake then? What's that? Are you near Blake? Yeah, I'm, like, four or five miles from Blake, honestly. Yeah. I work with him, so I see that guy's pretty face every day. Oh, so you work uh, even with what's it? What's it called again? Even Quality Works. Yeah, even Quality Works. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys plan that, or did that just like happen? It, it's funny because I worked with Blake in college doing concrete, and then we kind of split off after college. He stuck with the concrete a little bit. I did the CNC machining, and then. Didn't really work out and then ended up getting a job with him again. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yep. And who runs that business? Is it Lonnie? Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. okay. And you guys just kind of go around what area? Well, like what's your like area that you go around? Is it just Denver or do you go to like Cedar Falls, Waterloo? Yeah, a lot of Cedar Falls, Waterloo. We'll go to Cedar Rapids. We've been to Iowa City. You know, we've even been up to Minnesota a couple times, too. How far are you from Minnesota border? Mm, it ain't too hours. far. I think hour, hour and okay. a half, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And so who's who's the boss? Are you the boss or is Blake the boss or neither of you? Blake, the boss? Uh, neither of us are the boss. He's been there longer, though. I got to give him that. Yeah. Yeah. Does it slow down for you here coming up in the winter, or are you guys still just full speed ahead? Uh, we'll slow down a little bit, but we're staying pretty busy just because we dabble on pretty much a little bit of everything. So yeah. it, it's it's good. Yeah. Well, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> That's your call, man. I'm just I'm just here to answer questions. Um. So, you know, I I left talking to Blake I was like man I missed out I, I feel like I had some more questions after the fact so now I get to ask you I guess the questions that I forgot to ask Blake um sure. so with the Cedar Valley Mac Club you know what were those practices like like was any one of you guys the top dog or was it a different day somebody was the best like I just wanted to be able to watch you guys scrap because I, I I couldn't believe it so I've, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, I felt like we were running college practices when we were eight, nine, ten years old, you know. And I wouldn't say there was always a top dog or someone's always getting the best of someone. I would say that it was everyone was scrapping. There was, you know, one day I might get the best of him. The next day he might get the best of me. You know what I mean? Like, and that's I think that's a lot that made us that much better because we had like how do you call it? iron sharpening iron mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it was it was nice to have those practice partners partners that we did yeah and you guys were all this around the same weight at that time too uh, well you might have been a little bit smaller though so <laughs> it's funny blake was like five pounds bigger than me growing up even in 
high school, he was only a couple pounds bigger. And then I don't know what happened, but that guy got big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You were at 103. So I guess, yeah. And he was at 112. So yep. I guess you're right. You wouldn't have been that far apart. Um, dang. So when did you start wrestling? Kindergartner. Right away. Just right away. Did you, did you always like it? I remember bringing home the flyer. You know, they hand out flyers when you're in kindergarten and, uh, brought the flyer home to my dad and he asked, he asked me, he's like, do you want to wrestle? And I, you know, growing up, you look up to your dad and you're like, did you wrestle? He's like, well, yeah. So I was like, well, yeah, I want to wrestle. I want to give it a shot. And that's it. And that's it. Was, was he a big wrestler? Was your dad like a, did you know he, you didn't know he wrestled at all? I mean, growing up, you know, he had like a, like a cork board full of old medals, you know what mm. I mean? You know, those yeah. that you get Saturday tournaments. So you kind of acknowledge that a little bit, but I didn't, I've never really, didn't really know what he did or who he was as a wrestler. Mm -hmm. And so then you, did you like it right away or was it something that you had to grow into or? Oh, I liked it right away. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Were, were you pretty good right away too? Uh, I decent, I guess. I didn't, I didn't lose a whole lot. And that was, I think that was what made it fun for me is not, <laughs> not losing. When did you first come across the Sorensons then? And like that group? So I want to say my, my cousins, Oz and Gunner, they live two miles down the gravel road from Sorensons. And they're the ones that kind of linked us up with them. And then so we all just started getting together on Sundays and having a big practice and started all working out together. Yeah. And so that just sort of snowballed into the Cedar Valley Mac Club. Yep. Yep. So, you know, you'd hit up, you'd hit up these Saturday tournaments and you're finding guys that, that are beating us. And then you start asking those guys to come and start working out. So, I mean, you know, like I said, iron sharpens iron, you're bringing those guys in. So it was a good fun time. Yeah. And so when did you start to really kind of dial in and take it pretty seriously? Um, I want to say like I started going to Tulsa in like fourth, fifth grade, maybe. So that's when you start kind of had like an eye opener of, you know, you might not be top dog around here anymore. You know, you start going out of state tournaments and start meeting these other big dogs. And, you know, that's kind of when you're like, all right time to strap it on, you know, kind of step it up a little bit. Yeah. When you were wrestling and like, sometimes you, you said that you got kind of maybe the hammer put down on you in the room because there's so many good kids in that Cedar Valley Mac club, you know, how did you guys one stay friends afterwards? Cause that can be just so intense. Like you said, you're running college practices. I mean, how are you guys still friends after that? Leave it in the room. Really? Leave, leave it all. Yeah. Like, uh, I think Blake might've talked about it in his podcast that, uh, we had a pair of boxing gloves. So if, mm -hmm. if, if you had an issue, let's put those boxing gloves on after practice and we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? That's, I don't think you could do those things anymore these days, but it was, it was a different time. <laughs> Did that happen a lot where you guys put on the gloves? Someone Maybe put on gloves. Someone put on gloves almost every practice. Like really? we, we've, yeah, yeah. Did your dads also wrestle and scrap with you guys too? As you got older, they um, they didn't really scrap with us, but they were there running the practices, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, were you always in the Denver Tripola area to go to school, or was there yeah. any thought of going somewhere else? No, never, never thought. I went to started in Denver. Dad's from Denver. Um, my mom went to Waverly. We bought a house. My parents bought a house five miles outside of Denver. I, they always knew that they wanted their kids to go to Denver. So that's what we ended up doing. Yeah. Did you ever uh, travel down or how much did you travel down to Waverly to practice with, you know, the ball wags around that time? Uh, I think there was like a Kittleson just all that whole group, Michael Kelly, I think was around there. Like there was some tough wrestling in that area. So I live in a, you could call it like a little town called Artesian, 
which is just north of Denver. And right across the highway is Dylan Peters from me. Oh, I can throw a, throw a stone, hit his barn. And a mile up the road to the north are the ball lakes. So we, it, it's funny that we all grew up that close to each other. But uh, I didn't go to Waverly a whole lot for practices. I usually just stuck around Denver, did the Cedar Valley Mat Club, but not Waverly a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Did you do any other sports then too? Like, did you try football or anything else? Uh, middle school, I did the cross country track thing, but once high school rolled around, I just decided that I'm going to wrestle all year round. This is what I'm going to go to college for. So I kind of want to focus on this. So kind of committed to wrestling. Really? You committed right away, like freshman year? And you yeah. did, you knew like, I'm do, I'm doing this. I'm going to college. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent invested in wrestling come high school. Made my mind up. Wow. Did yeah. you ever go through a time where, you thought maybe I'm not going to go to college for wrestling or like, do you ever have that thought or doubt at all? Um, not a whole lot. I know. So parents always said, we're not going to pay for your college. So you got to figure something out, man. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to get an academic scholarship or you're going to get, uh, you know, a sports scholarship. So I was like, all right, well, I'm a hundred percent invested in wrestling. Let's, let's, uh, let's run with it. Mm-hmm. Man, you were so you were confident. Why were you so confident? Like, how did that? What what made you so confident that that's what was going to happen? I, what else was I going to do? You know, <laughs> like, what else? I mean, did your was your dad? Did he go to college to wrestle too? He went, yeah. So he wrestled at Waldorf. Funny thing. So dad had me in when he was a senior in high school. So then he went to Waldorf on a scholarship for wrestling and then uh, went there, came home for Christmas break, never went back. Just decided that he was ready to be a dad and settle down and figure his shit out. Mm -hmm. And so. so then, so was that something that was talked about a lot for you was going to college and, and seeing what you could do in college or get that degree or not so much pushed. I think it was, it was kind of my own doing. I think mm -hmm. it was my own, my mind was made up. That's a, like, I wanted to go to college and I figured that was my best way to get a scholarship was through wrestling. Mm -hmm. And so along the way, there were no other sports that entered in the realm. No, like what was it about wrestling then? I guess. I just love doing it, man. I just, I just liked wrestling. I just, you know, it's you don't have to rely on anyone else. It's just you. You got to figure it out. You got to, you know, it's all on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so did you take the defeats hard then when if it's all on you, was that difficult? Were you like a tough loser? Not a tough loser, but like did losing just kind of weigh on you? I hated losing more than I liked winning. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have some, so then I guess coming up on the AU circuit, I mean, were you pretty tough right away? And I mean, you said you went down to Tulsa about fourth or fifth grade, but I mean, in the AU level, were you pretty, pretty solid throughout Iowa? Uh, honestly, I couldn't even tell you my stats in AU. It's been so long. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was decent. I was always in there. I think I might have won AU State a couple times, two or three times. But, you know, you're always thrown in a bracket with, like, you got Jimmy Gatto, you got Tanner Weatherman, Bart Ryder was always in there. I think Brody Grothis was in the mix, Dylan Crew. So none of those guys were slouches by any means. But mm -hmm. Yeah, and Jacob Bolweg, I think, was – well, I guess he was around Blake's weight, which was a little bit, would you say, five pounds bigger than you? But did you roll yep. around him at all? Like Jacob? Uh, growing up, yeah, he, he, he's he got my – he beat me a couple times growing up. I don't I know I've never beat Jake Bollet. I know that. Yeah. What about um, Joe Cologne? Did you see him a lot growing up too? 
growing up, I wrestled Joe a lot, a lot more. Looking back, I never realized that I wrestled him that much. I think I wrestled Joe more than I wrestled anyone in my whole career, honestly. Really? Okay. Growing, growing up, I wrestled him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Clear Lake isn't can't be too terribly far from Denver. No, I want to say it's less than sixty miles from us. Yeah. Um, did what were those matches like growing up? Was it kind of back and forth? I want to say I had the best of them growing up mm-hmm. until we got to high school. Yeah. Yeah. And then what 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 sort of changed there? Nothing. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what happened. <laughs> he got me. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess let's just get into it. Yeah. You, I mean, your freshman year, you know, you went in, you were 40 and oh, I think heading into high school state, made to the finals and you wrestled Joe. And uh, yeah, that was a hell of a match. Yeah. I think you both ended up putting each other on their back at least once. I think he got you and then you got him. And what a match. Yeah. I guess maybe it was a, yeah, it was uh it was a hell of a match back and forth. I know we let it fly. And, uh, you know, I wasn't I wasn't too disappointed after that match, I guess. I wasn't really hanging my head. I was a freshman. Um, it is what it is. You're not going to be a four-timer. But, you know, nothing to – wasn't anything to hang your head about. It's not something to dwell on. But mm-hmm. it's what it is, man. Yeah. Were you thinking about getting to a state – title match or you know that whole season I mean I'm you know you went undefeated but leading up to that what were did you set goals was that something you guys talked about or oh yeah I mean you gotta you write down your goals in the beginning of the season and obviously everyone writes down state champ you Mm -hmm. know getting to the getting to that finals and then coming up short it burns it burns and uh but like I said it's it's nothing to hang your head on or dwell on you know mm-hmm. what I mean it is what it is like there's going to be bigger matches you got you got three more years of this there's you got more time man mm-hmm. yeah did you get nervous at all ever I mean was it something where state semifinals a lot of people say that's more nerve nerve-wracking than the finals I mean was that did you ever get nervous wrestling before wrestling so I want to say, like, going to these national tournaments as, like, a kid growing up or going to this Tulsa, I want to say that that helped me come state time. It's just it's just another Saturday tournament, man. You don't, don't, don't overthink it. It's just go into it with the mindset it's just another Saturday tournament. It's not a big deal. Don't make it a big deal. Just another match. Six minutes. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, did it help at all also that, you know, one of your practice partners was probably, you know, Blake Sorensen, who was also one of the best kids in the state. So when it came to actually wrestling a match, it might have been easier than actually wrestling Blake or, you know, other practice partners. <laughs> right, right. Like I said, yeah, I was I was pretty fortunate to have the practice partners I did. Um, like we said, iron sharpens iron. Um, but, yeah. Did you, uh, at times, did you guys realize how tough you guys were? Or did that not even cross your mind? Was it just something, you know, we just took care of business? I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't say that. I mean, once we got to the upperclassmen, like, come juniors, seniors, like, we knew, like, we had something special. But freshman, sophomore, I don't know. I mean, we were just young pups to me I mean I don't know you know what I mean Mm -hmm. did you have to feel did you have to grow up kind of fast being that you were a freshman returning state finalist you know now you're a sophomore and you're still an underclassman but now you have that target on your back you know did you feel any pressure at all going forward after successful love it love that target you know that's you love that target that's when uh you gotta you gotta realize you got that target on your back. So it's time to step it up a bit. It's time to outwork everyone else. You got you gotta prove something. You know what I mean? You gotta it's time to step it up. Mm-hmm. I noticed you had one loss as a sophomore. You remember who you lost to that sophomore year? 
I going lost in the state. Going in the state, I lost to Joe. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Wrestled him in a duel. I want to say he pinned me. Really? Yeah, I think he pinned me. I think he headlocked me and pinned me in a duel. And then I want to say that I wrestled him in the quarterfinals. This is before they drew for seeds. Mm-hmm. So I wrestled him in the quarterfinals. And I ended up, I think I headlocked him for the win. <laughs> and I couldn't tell you who I wrestled in the semis, but made it to the finals and wrestled uh, Ridge Kiley. Okay, so I got a I got a story that I want to ask you about and tell you, but let's see real quick. We wrestled in the semis. Uh, Brandon Helgeson from Clarion Goldfield. Yep. Okay. All right. So here's the story. So <clears throat> that I just remembered this just now because um, I forgot you wrestled him in the quarters that year. So me and like Al Reichs. And my dad, I think we were like walking around backstage or something at the state tournament. And all of a sudden, Gary Weber comes sprinting in with like Tucker and Joe and they come bolting down the stairs. And I was like, whoa, geez, what's the big rush? And Gary looks up at him. He's like, we missed weigh-ins. And they went running down the steps. Do you remember that? Did you hear anything about that, that they missed weigh-ins or they were late? I had no idea. You had no idea? Yeah, they were sprinting down the stairs. They were like, you know, and that we remembered like, oh yeah, Levi's supposed to wrestle Joe this round. And he looks scared, like, you know, one of those coaches' worst nightmares. So you had no idea that they were late or had no idea. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. So um damn, what was it like then that sophomore year when you when you beat him? I mean, did you feel that like all eyes were on you? I mean, that was like the match to watch. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was it was wild. It was that's what I was training for, man. That whole year, you know, he got me the year before, so then that's that's who I was training for that whole year was to beat Joe Cologne, you know. Um, yeah, that was a fun match. That was a really fun match. You were fun to watch. Did you ever, did you ever think about that? Like looking back, that people ever do they come up to you and say, "Oh, Levi, man, I loved watching you wrestle." They still do that to this day. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you were your your matches were always like you said when you wrestled as a freshman. You just let it fly, and that's what makes it fun. Just that that's what that's the whole point, man. Let's put some points on the board. Let's let it fly. Let's let mm-hmm. the curve. Yeah. So, you know, your sophomore year, you get to the finals, then against Ridge Kylie, um, and come up short again. That one, you know, I got asked that 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 one had to hurt a little bit that, more, huh? That one stung a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, oh, man. So I cut him for some some reason. I don't know why I cut him. Let him go. Let him go with like seventeen seconds left, and then he ends up getting a takedown at the end. Which hats off to that guy, but. That one, that one really burned me. That mm-hmm. one bothers me. That one burned. So then you go. I threw my medal in the garbage after that. I was gonna ask. I thought I heard that or saw or yeah. Did somebody fish it out for you? What's that? Did somebody fish it out for you? Yeah, I think my one of my coaches grabbed it. Yeah, and you know they gave me the speech on kids would be glad to be on the podium where you are. But that's not why that's not why I I wasn't happy with that. I wasn't satisfied with getting second again, you know. It's not why I did extra workouts, it's not why I trained the way I did. It was it, it just wasn't what I wanted. So I mean not that I'm ungrateful. It's just that it's not that's not why I put the time in that I did. You know what I mean? It wasn't what I was training for. No one trains to get second place. Mm-hmm. So it's it is what it is, but that's not what I was after. Yeah. And so did did that one, you know, it sounds like after you got beat your freshman year, it lit a, a little bit more of a fire. And so you went went to work. But after you got beat by Ridge, did that did the same thing happen or did you kind of take a step back and not it really about it, but it was more of a fire after losing to Ridge. That, really? That's like all right let's 
let's figure some let's figure some things out you know it's it's do or die now man like you do this sport for I don't know, 15 some years, almost 20 years. And it's like, you got, you got two years left, man. It's time to, it's time to figure some things out. You don't want to keep coming up this short. So we got to do some things that we have never done before. So, so we guarantee that doesn't happen again. What was it? What was that something that you've never done before? There'd be so many, like, so that burned, that burned me. There'd be nights where I couldn't sleep. I just, I just wake up in the middle of the night and I couldn't sleep. And that was the first thing in my head. It'd be like two, three o'clock in the morning. So sitting there, can't sleep. Let's go for a run or let's do some shadow rest. Let's, let's do something that no one else is doing right now. When they're sleeping, I'm just, I, I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just little things that add up. How long did it take for you to sort of get over that loss? You don't you don't really dwell on it. You just start looking to the next the next tournament. You know what I mean? You don't you don't dwell on it, but you don't forget it. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's something you put in the back of your head that you don't forget about, but don't sit there and keep thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So then come come your junior year where you just was it just a foregone conclusion already that like this is my year? Yeah, we're on a mission now. Yeah, we're on we're on a mission now. We're gonna we're gonna start spreading the gap on these guys. We're gonna start putting some points up. We're gonna, I always said we're we're gonna make these good guys make look bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to wrestle these good guys, and I'm gonna make them look like it's their first year wrestling. Like it's just, it was just a totally different mindset. Like I said, you got you did the sport for. 15 years it's time to leave your mark on this sport it's 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 time to make a name it's it you don't have much time left man figure it out yeah and you did so like how sweet was it you know that junior year to finally finish on top so junior year i wrestled uh chris paulus and i think he was ranked number two all year round Brown. I was one. He was two. Chris Paul's from New Hampton. Wrestled him in the finals at sectionals and districts. And we got put on opposite sides at state. And I know I can't remember who I wrestled in the semis my junior year. But I watched Chris's match. I was like, we're going to get a wrestle three weekends in a row. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I'll get a wrestle yeah. this guy three times. And that'll be awesome. Both Northeast Iowa boys. 10 minutes from each other. And then he ended up getting beat in a real close match by Willie Miklas from Ballard. So then I ended up wrestling Willie in the finals that year. Yeah. Did you know much about Willie Miklas at the time? Not at the time. Not at the time. Yeah. Man, what would it have been like? I mean, I know it's hypothetical, but dang, wrestling Chris Paulus a third time in a row. We we still talk about that to this day. That would have been a, that would have been fun. Yeah, and so you went into that that state tournament forty seven and one again. So who was your one loss to? So I was a junior. Cologne was a senior, <laughs> and I'd always talk to my old man about this in the kitchen, and he'd tell me like I told him Joe was at twenty five that year. And I was like, this is my last shot at this guy. Like, let's let's go up. Let's, you know, I what do I gotta lose? Who cares mm-hmm. about these losses? Let's let's go up and wrestle that guy. It's my last chance. So I did it. And he ended up beating me in a duel. I can't remember the score of the match. Mm-hmm. 12 and 12 5 or something like that. But like I said, who who cares about these wins or losses? I'm out here to wrestle these good guys. I wanna I wanna try to compete with these guys. Did you bump often or move around often as a team starting, or just you individually? Starting junior year, we were bumping around quite a bit. Senior year, I would bump up to 30 quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And by that time, Blake was – geez, where was Blake at? Blake jumped from like 19 – so I was 12 – 
he was 19. He jumped from 19 to like 45, I want to say. <laughs> yeah. Were you still wrestling him then in practice? Not when he's at 45. <laughs> That's a big boy now. <laughs> um, what about cutting weight? Did you did you cut a lot of weight? I wouldn't say a lot of weight. I'd cut 15 pounds probably. That's it wasn't. It's a decent amount. I mean, you're you were already pretty lean. Wow, and not in the summertime. <laughs> It it wasn't a whole lot. Like, it it sucks getting down there and making scratch right away. But once you make that initial cut, it's it it ain't it's nothing after that. Yeah. Um. So real quick about your junior year, you know, when you wrestled Nicholas in the in the finals, um, I think it was a pretty much a domination by you. But I mean, um, you know, you were looking to wrestle Paulus. Did did like a game plan change or anything or or. You know, if you were full set on, I'm going to wrestle Chris Paulus, now all of a sudden you got this Willie Miklas kid that you probably don't know much about. I mean, did that kind of throw you for a loop or did that not change the game plan at all? I never had a game plan. I never, never, <laughs> never, was, never was a game plan guy. Like we said, like, let's just go out, wrestle your style. Let's let it fly. Let's put some points on the board. And that's just the way I did things, man. I never really planned to wrestle guys, never did scouting or watch tape. That wasn't my thing. Like, uh, let's just wrestle your match. Do stick with what you're good at, man. Mm -hmm. And so did it feel, were you like relieved when you won as a junior or like, what did that feel like? Or was it just at that point, it was just expected. So it just was what it was. About time. It's about time. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was a relief, but yeah, it's just about time, about time we got it done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, especially looking at somebody like Blake, who you know made it as a so or as a freshman and never got back. I mean, yeah, you know, to look at your career and be like, man, I kind of like what your coaches were saying. Some people would give a lot for this medal and it was like well it's not what I worked for but you're never guaranteed that you're going to get back you know right. and somehow found a way man every year to get back and you know I'm sure like did you battle some adversity throughout the years injuries or you know bumps in the road sickness or were you just no, a freaking freight I, I, was, I was pretty healthy in uh in high school I was really healthy, pretty fortunate with that. Um, never really had a whole lot of adversity. Just keep your weight down, you know, just focus on the task at hand, you know. Mm -hmm. So then who did you wrestle with uh, in practice then? If you, weren't, if you weren't wrestling with Blake, maybe Oz? Oz was still a little bit bigger. Oz was still bigger. You know, you try to get hands on those guys probably like once a week, but you're getting <laughs> – they they're probably getting the best yet because you're just a little guy at that point. But Denver Denver was still pretty solid. We had some we had some scrappers in the room, so there was always an option. There was there was always someone out there that'll give you a go. That's for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. So then, was junior year was that the year when you guys climbed the state ladder to become state champions, or was it your senior year? I can't remember what place we got our junior year. I honestly couldn't tell you. I'll go, mm -hmm. Maybe runner runner up, maybe. Behind assumption, I want to say. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I, I couldn't tell you. Mm -hmm. But what about as a dual team? You guys are pretty solid, too. I mean, was that more fun? You know, if you compare dual versus traditional, was there one that you preferred or that you thought was more fun? I'd say traditional is more fun than duels to me. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you won you won both of them when you were in high school, didn't you? Yeah, senior year, we won them both. I know that for a fact. I couldn't tell you what I did junior year. Mm -hmm. um, how difficult was it at times, you know, with as close as you were with like Blake and, and Oz and like some of those guys – you know, to watch them lose at state, you know, did that affect you at all? 
No, I didn't pay attention. Like, honest, I really didn't pay attention to that stuff. I worried about me. And we always said that you take care of yourself. The team will take care of the rest. Like the team aspect will take care of itself. You know, just worry about yourself, figure that out. And then the team will deal with itself. Mm -hmm. So then come senior year, when you guys were pretty much stacked, um, were, were you as a wrestler, were you already sort of looking at the next, next thing like college, were you already sort of moved on mentally or were you still staying focused on, I have to finish out my career as a two-time state champ before you decided to move on? 100%. You got to focus on what's in front of you. I'm not looking ahead yet. I'm not looking to college just yet. We got to let's win a state championship before we start doing all that. Mm -hmm. So then uh, when you win, so did you open up the recruiting process after state or were you kind of getting talked to before then just not committing or anything? Or were you solely really focused on just high school? Honestly, it's funny because whatever day college coaches can start contacting you, I had no idea. Like no mm -hmm. one, no one informed me about any of this. So I'm like, I think I just got done detasseling or something. And I had a buddy in my pickup and my phone just started blowing up. And I'm like, what is going on? And you got these college coaches calling you want to talk to you. And it's like, I had no idea that today was the day that everyone's going to start calling me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't know anything about that. No one really informed me about this recruiting process, but, and that was junior year, junior year, they can start contacting you. So mm -hmm. then I made a commitment really early. I wanted to get it out of the way. I wouldn't say like a drastic decision, but like, I just wanted to focus on another state title. So I had some visits, some home visits, coaches coming here, but I ended up deciding with Brad Penrith and the UNI Panthers. Yeah. Was that a pretty easy decision? Like, was that a it, place you had your eyes set on? I knew I wanted to stick around here. I knew I wanted to stay in Iowa. I didn't really want to go too far. Um but yeah, after Brad was here sitting down and talking with my parents and me, and it's like my mind's made up. Yeah. Did you do a lot of summer wrestling? I guess I never asked you that. Like as you got older, you know, did you guys freestyle a lot? You know, go to these big tournaments? Yeah, we did. I did a little bit of freestyle growing up. What do they call it? Like triple crown or whatever when you win oh. all freestyles. Mm -hmm. um, but then once high school rolled around, I'm more so focused on folks out. I just train all year round, but I do. I never hit up Fargo, never wrestled Fargo, but I train folk style. And I still train with those guys that are going to Fargo, but never competed freestyle, kind of took some time off, but never stopped training, I guess. Really? I go out to Virginia Beach for junior nationals, senior nationals. Mm -hmm. I went up to Virginia Beach my junior year and ended up winning junior nationals out there. I got – it's a funny story. So I am ended up winning the junior nationals out in Virginia Beach. I'm sitting in the airport on Sunday morning. It's got to be early in the morning. I look at my phone. Joe Colon's calling me. <laughs> like, what did Joe Colon call me for? And then I answer, and he's like, hey, man, you won uh, Outstanding Wrestler. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I'm going to grab your award, and you'll just have to come to my house and pick it up. So that's – so get back home to Iowa and ended up having to go up to Clear Lake and grab my Outstanding Wrestler from Joe Cologne. <laughs> no kidding. Wow. Yeah. You had no idea that you won Outstanding Wrestler? Not my, no, no clue, man. I just – won this tournament i'm going home you know it is done did you go out there by yourself i went out there with hables from decora oh yeah yep so it's funny trace trace hable always says that he coached me to a national championship and uh, i'll stay in wrestler there's no one that's ever done that like <laughs> trace hable no kidding so you guys flew out there i i didn't realize that hables went out there with you yep yep did he come up and train a lot with you guys? Yep. Anthony? Yep. He was there from the get-go. 
Okay. So he was a part of that CVMC. Yep. Okay. I don't know why I didn't know that or didn't realize that. Because how far away is Decora? Mm, 60 miles probably. Really? Okay. See, that's why I guess I wouldn't have I wouldn't have guessed that. But yep. Shoot. Yep. Um yeah, so you you commit to to you and I, and you don't do any Fargo, you just train. That's pretty that's a little different, I guess, but you train the entire time. So did you just have practice, just free or folk style practice? Is that what you mean by train? Yeah. Yeah. Just practice like two, three times a week. But I liked it, man. Like yeah. I just enjoyed it. I just like wrestling, rolling around. Like that's what I like to do. Yeah. That's what it, it wasn't hard. Wrestling wasn't hard because I liked doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, where where would you guys practice? Whose barn was it in? It was a little, God, probably like a 30 by 30 shed out of Sorensen's. Okay. It was at Sorensen's. Okay. You know? Um, did you have Brandon roll around with you too, or was he a little bit too young? Did you guys just like kind of beat him up when he was younger? Brandon rolled around. He's he's he was a little hammer. It don't matter how young he is, he's still a little hammer. <laughs> so Brandon was a freshman when we were all seniors. Yeah. Yep. Man, what a what a career he had. Um, but so you you win your state title as a senior. You know, and was it kind of the same feeling as winning it as a junior? Just about time. This was the goal. This is what I'm expected to do. Yeah. So senior year made to the finals. Um, you know, you always waited at vets over there. Mm-hmm. Waiting over there. And so we had four guys in the finals that year. Yeah. The first four weight classes. And I always hung out. I didn't I didn't watch any matches. I didn't. I didn't pay attention to that. I just worried about myself, like we said. Um, so coaches said, hey, it's time to start walking over. You're about up. And I'm getting over there, and Gunner is just coming off the mat. And that was 112, I want to say. And I couldn't – I didn't know, like, just by looking at the guy, I didn't know if it was – like if he was happy or if he was all pissy, you know what I mean? So like, he came up to me, and I said, did you win? He's like, yeah. And he started laughing. I was like, hell, I didn't know, man. <laughs> so then I, I catch the tail end of Brandon's match, and then it's it's my time to go. So it's kind of take care of business. And then, yeah. And then afterwards, realized that we all won four of those weight classes in a row. And I don't know if, I don't know how often that's been done, if it's been done, but that was, that was a real fun time. Crazy. All four of you winning. And then Gunner being your cousin, you know. Yeah. That was kind of that had to be kind of cool, you know, to see your cousin win it. And then well, actually, you didn't really see him win it. Didn't even know he won. Didn't even know. Why did why did you do that? I don't know. Like I said, I just kind of worried about myself. Um I think he had the same mentality too. Like, let's let's focus on yourself. We don't gotta worry about what other people are doing right now. Let's uh take care of your own business and then worry about it afterwards kind of thing we joke about that it's it's still kind of funny like hell i didn't know you won like but did he watch you then after the fact or also did you did you do that i guess after you wrestle did you watch the other guys wrestle too were you only like kind of locked in before your match and then you wrestled and then you kind of were able to relax a little bit yep yep so I didn't really pay attention to anyone before my match, but after your match is done, yeah, you you gotta sit down and watch your teammates. You gotta, you know, be there for your teammates. But first and foremost, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So then that leads me to: Did you have so like you know Oz got beat and and Blake got beat, you know, at state? I mean, were there times where you had to kind of pick them up, or did you guys were you guys pretty self accountable where you know you didn't really need to go as teammates? you know, pick another guy up. They just knew how to do it themselves. I think a lot of, a lot of us just knew how to handle it ourselves. Um, yeah, he can give them a little bit of words of encouragement, I guess. Like, all right, let's, uh, let's bounce back. You know, we got to do this for some team points, but I think everyone held, held themselves accountable 
which was a big thing with us. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, that's also pretty amazing, pretty unheard of that like, and you, nobody really need to say anything. You all just knew what you had to do. And if, if you didn't achieve the, the best thing, you always knew, hey, let's get the next best thing. And we don't need anyone to come and give us a pep talk pick us up we we can do it ourselves that's pretty that's pretty incredible too yeah yeah um so did you ever waver about going to you and i was there ever you know after you won your second state title was there ever like you know maybe i should go somewhere else or i mean so, we... so that was like a transitioning period where so brad penrith recruited me i signed with brad penrith and yeah. that's where he ended up losing the head position job. Mm-hmm. And Doug Schwab stepped in. And I just remember one night, I got, I can't remember when he called me. I just remember sitting in my room, I get this phone call, and it's Schwab. And he just wanted to make sure I'm still on board. And I was like, absolutely. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not changing anything now. I'm like, 100%, I'm on board. So... Nope, never, never a second thought about not going to UNI. Yeah. Did Joe Cologne, did he talk to you at all about going to UNI? Or did he recruit you at all? No? No, I had no idea that guy was going there. I had no idea. <laughs> really? No idea. Because, well, I was at UNI when he was still at Iowa Central. Oh, right. Duh, right, okay. I forgot. Yeah. I don't know why I forgot he went to Iowa Central. I know, I thought Jacob went to Iowa Central, too. If I'm not mistaken. I know Joe did. Joe won a national championship there at Iowa Central. I forgot about that. Um, so what uh real quick about getting into you and I, I mean, because it sounds like if I remember right, Blake ha- he went to community college for a year before he went to Upper Iowa. Yep. You know, was that ever grades weren't an issue for you? You were always in good standing and just were able to get right in? Yep. Yep, grades weren't really an issue with me in high school. Um, yeah, nothing nothing was really an issue getting into UNI. Nice. Um, so then what were your expectations going into UNI? I mean, a lot of people, some like, they're the top dog in high school, then they get to college and they kind of get their butt kicked and knocked down, humbled a little bit. You know, but it sounds like your mentality was like, hey, I'm here to – freaking compete that's the mentality i went in with but it's a different story you're a boy amongst men when you get into college man it's uh you know um mark schwab that guy is a wrestling wizard and that guy beat the brakes out of me so much when i was a freshman like i wouldn't i wouldn't say i was a slouch but that guy made me feel like a slouch when i wrestled him like I don't know. That guy's the real deal. Mm-hmm. Did you ever lose faith in yourself as you sort of got beat up like that? I mean, because like I said, you're you were the top dog. You were two-time champ. You'd lost like four matches or five matches in high school, you know, and now you are sort of feeling like a slouch at times. I wouldn't I wouldn't say I lost like motivation. I do. I, I had that much respect for Mark that like I knew that guy wasn't a joke. Even if he's he's an older boy, but like I knew that guy wasn't a joke. Um, and I'm still so I'm a red shirt, and I'm still going out there and I'm competing. I'm still winning tournaments as a red shirt. Um, and I think wrestling with guys like I did. Um, made it that much easier for me. You know what I mean? Like, so you're, as a redshirt, you're thrown in uh, that division, the redshirt division. So I think having the partners I did made that that much easier for me. Mm-hmm. And so then you come out as a, as a redshirt freshman and you were the guy. At yeah. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Or were you at 41 at that point? So I think they bumped. I was supposed to be 33, mm-hmm. but I, I I couldn't even tell you. But I know I ended up being 41. Mm-hmm. 
ended up being 41, getting in the lineup. I think Joe was at 33. I think Joe was at 33. Something happened that they bumped me up to 41. So I started competing at 41. And that was that was a good fit for me. Um, didn't have to cut any weight. Felt good. Felt strong. Um, but those are, like I said, like, you're – that's a big transition. Those guys – those are men, you know what I mean? Like, and you're just, you're still a fresh pup in my mind, but you're still going out there. You're letting it fly. You're trying to bang with these guys. Um, that was a fun season at 41 for sure. Yeah. You made it. I thought you were national qualifier that year. I mean, you were. Yeah. So I had, uh, I got beat by a lot of those guys in that uh, conference and we ended up having you and I hosted the conference that year, the West Regional, and it was at the McLeod Center. And I think a couple of those guys beat me during regular season in a duel. I know Wyoming and Northern Colorado did. And it ended up, I ended up getting hands on those guys in the semis and in the finals. And I ended up getting the best of them then. I can't remember. I walked away with something. That, I think I got outstanding wrestler in that tournament or most balls or something. I can't remember what it was. Wow. But yeah, ended up qualifying for nationals as a redshirt freshman or whatever you want to call it. Made it to nationals and just didn't ban out at nationals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was that diff Was that hard to deal with? You know, I mean, now you're at the big dance and then you fall short of your goal. Yeah, that one, it, it sucked a lot. I'd never been 0-2 at a tournament in my entire life. I've never lost two matches in a row in a tournament like that. So that, I can't remember who I wrestled first round. It was might have been a national from Rutgers. Lost to him. And then I had Kindig from Okie State on the backside. Yes kids yeah yeah but i let it fly man i let it fly that's one thing i think you can say about yourself though looking back no matter win loss whatever you you let it fly and you know that's something you can kind of look back and be like hey i'm proud of that you know shit yeah 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 it was it was fun um yeah, I don't know. Um, as you got older, what what kind of transpired at you and I? As you got older, were you because I think you were in the lineup as a sophomore, but then did did injuries occur or what kind of happened as as time went on? Yeah, so when I got into college, I started having some injuries here and there. I think I ended up had a couple knee surgeries, had a couple shoulder surgeries. Um, God, I can't. I can't remember the timeline right now. Um, one of the years I wrestled a full season with a blown out shoulder, and that was a. Then what year did I qualify for nationals? Do you remember? So that would have been 2012, I believe. At 33. Yeah, because you made it. You redshirted in 2011. And then the following year would have been 2012. And that's when you made it to nationals. But were you, were you at 41 at that time? Yep. And then there was one of the years I wrestled 33 and qualified. That was the year I had a blown out shoulder. Damn. Blew it out right away in the year. And it's like either have surgery or figure it out and wrestle with it. I had like a torn labrum, torn rotator cuff. Decided to wrestle with it. Um. Made it to the round of 12, I want to say. Ended up getting beat there. But, yeah, injuries injuries really took a toll on me in college. Um, why didn't you uh, get it taken care of in medical redshirt? Was that an option? Uh, that was tossed around. That idea was tossed around. But it wasn't guaranteed, though, either. You know, it was, it was never a guarantee that I would have got that. So, I was like, 
you know, let's just, let's buck up, let's wrestle, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you only got so much time, man, I'm not trying to wrestle when I'm 25 years old either, I'm trying yeah. to, I, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah, I guess people forget that, uh, you know, 12 years ago, you're t- you know, 10, 12 years ago, medical redshirts were a little more difficult to apply and get than they are today. You know, now right. there's more strict criteria that if you meet it, you're probably going to get it. But back then it wasn't like that. Right. Yep. I'd rather, I wasn't going to leave it up in the air for maybe, maybe not. I'd rather mm-hmm. just, let's wrestle, you know, mm-hmm. let's figure it out with wrestle. And I wrestled all year round with it. So, I mean, it, you figure things out as you go. You know what I mean? You you learn to adapt. You learn to overcome that. You learn to adjust. Um, yeah. Yeah. What was it like to finally be teammates with Joe Clone instead it of like fun. a competitor? It was fun. I like Joe. Joe's a good buddy. Got no, no hard feelings against that guy. That guy's a fun time. He's uh, he's a good dude. But at that time, it's like, because we were competing for the spot with each other. So, like I said, you gotta you gotta outdo that guy every day in practice. You're gonna you're you're trying to outwork this guy. You're trying to, you know, out wrestle this guy every day. So you got to do what you got to do. But it it was it was good having that guy in the room with me. Like it was good to have that guy as a practice partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going on in like your junior and senior year, just injuries just unfortunately took its toll on you. And yeah. Yep. Yep. Kind of reminds me, it kind of makes me think of Blake talking to him. I, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize how much knee injuries and knee problems that dude had. I mean, geez, I felt I was kind of, I was kind of pissed after listening to him talk because it just seemed like he could never catch a break. It kind of seems like you yeah. were almost in the same boat. That guy had it worse than me. I know that. That guy's got it way worse than me. But, yeah, it was it, it was hard to catch a break. And that's what sucks. That's uh, You never dealt with injuries before growing up, you know, having success. And then you get into college and it's it's big time, showtime, you know what I mean? And then you start dealing with these injuries. but. You always got to think like no one's, at least I did, no one's ever 100% come NCAAs. Everyone's always been banged up, dinged up, you know. Not everyone is 100%. If you are, there is no way you go through a D1 season and you're not dinged up. I don't care who you are. You're Someone's dinged up. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of what was always in the back of my head was I'm not the only one. Yeah. There's guys that got worse than me. So let's suck it up. Yeah. Um, so did you finish out your degree at UNI? Yep. Yes, I did. Yeah, I got a bachelor's in science in metal manufacturing. Metal manufacturing? Yep. Huh. I didn't know there was such a thing, but yep. A bunch of shop classes. Well, that'd be kind of fun then. Yeah, so I started out in business for the first year and decided right away that's not for Levi, man. Um, business is not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the unfortunate news, I guess, to talk about real quick before I let you go is um the West Gym, you know, all the things that's going on at the West Gym, you know, and are, are I mean, are they going to tear it down? Is that what, have you heard or seen any of that? I've never, so I've started reading to it a little bit. I don't, I don't really know what happened. So I hit up some duels in the past couple of years, and I know they didn't let anyone up on the upper level. And I thought that was odd. Never really asked questions. I just thought it was odd. And then uh, start reading more into it this year, and I don't know what happened. I don't know who dropped the ball and how the whole situation happened, but I don't know how a university like Northern Iowa can just take away that facility from those guys at the beginning of their season. Like, it's just kind of heart-wrenching to hear about, 
you know. <clears throat> and I don't know if you've ever been to West Gym, but you'll never duplicate that. You'll right. never duplicate everywhere, anywhere. You know what I mean? Um, the atmosphere you're never gonna, you won't find that anywhere else. It was, it was something special, and I just, I just don't understand what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. Um, yeah, and it was very unique and cool at the same time. It was just, it's sad. It's sad. But uh, um, what about you? Uh, any wrestling in your future? Coaching? Um, anything like that? We'll see. I haven't really made up my mind on all that yet. We'll, we're going to see. Um if anything, probably like uh probably a club or something. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. You and yeah. you and Blake start a club or something. I mean he's got a couple of kids. I don't know. Yeah, that's been talked about. That idea's been thrown around. He's still got that wrestling room. We've been talking about it. Oh, he still they still have the shed? Oh yeah. Shed, mat, everything. <laughs> it's still there. Really? Do you guys ever uh, just maybe get into it every now and then, just as just for fun? Me and Blake, yeah, scratch that itch or something. Yeah, yeah, but that guy—he's a big boy now. He—he's <laughs> got—he's got some pounds on me now, but I'll still let it scrap with him. I know that. Yeah. Um. Last question here. So when you when you sort of stepped away or when you graduated, you know, were you just like done with wrestling? Did you just, like, I just need to get away. I need to, I've always been Levi the wrestler. You know, did you need that time to step away and be like, I need to do something completely different? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I needed a break from it. I just needed to take a little breather from that sport. Um, wrestling was a huge deal to me. Wrestling still is a huge deal, but there's a lot of other things in life to me too. You know, it's not, it's not just wrestling. So when I got to college, I felt like wrestling was more of a job. That was my job to do. Mm -hmm. So I needed to step away from a little bit, clear my head, but that itch never goes away. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's still a big part of my life. It always will be, but that itch will never go away. Yeah. What, uh, what did you do for fun when you weren't wrestling and you wanted to just take a mental break or, you know, physical break? What did you do for fun? I like to ride my motorcycle. Like, uh, I got a couple Harleys. I like to ride my Harleys around, you know, I like to, like to just get on them and go, man. Mm-hmm. What about anything else? I mean, cause you can't do that in the winter, you know, unless, unless you do, I don't know. And you take it out, but no, <laughs> Uh, winter, not a whole lot. Just kind of stay cooped up, honestly. Just kind of work, honestly. Yeah. And is your family still around the Denver area too? Yeah, so I recently just moved into my house that I grew up in. My dad moved out to Wyoming. So he's he's out in Wyoming right really? now. My, yeah, mom's in the area still, but dad's out in Wyoming. What about Wyoming? What about uh, Ivan? What's he up to? Ivan, he uh, lives like 10 miles away from me. He's got a wife, two kids now. Really? Yep, doing the family thing. Mm-hmm. So I got to ask, what, what's out in Wyoming for your dad? He just wanted something different. And, all right. Something and, different. And Wyoming, he, he, huh? Yeah, so he used to go out to Sturgis every year on the motorcycle and he'd stay in Wyoming and he got in with the locals out there and decided that's where he wanted to build a house. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, what about Oz and Gunner? They're still in the area. Gunner lives at the family farm. Oz lives a mile down from the family farm. So they're all within the area. We all keep in touch. We're all still pretty close. That has to be pretty cool, you know, like lifelong friendships there, man. You grew up together, you wrestled all your years, and now you're older, and now you're, you know, some of them have families, and you're all just still right around each other. It's just, 
I don't know, man. There's just nothing like it, you know? Right. That's what's nice, like, growing up with that Cedar Valley Mac Club. You know, you, you still keep in touch with all those guys, even though it's been 15 years or so ago, you know, you still you still have that bond. You still keep that communication going. Mm-hmm. I'll always remember the Cedar Valley Mac Club. I know I don't think it's, you know, it's not a thing anymore, but to me, that was the that was the club, you know, when you saw somebody with those CVMC singlets on, you were like, Oh, okay. Better strap it on, you know, like, right, right. You know, yeah. Kind that of, was a fun time. I want to yeah. say we were, we were one of the first like garage club shed clubs around. I want to say, you know, mm-hmm. you got, I was thinking about that the other day, you got these kids that are having almost like collegiate facilities to work out on. And yeah. we didn't, we didn't have that. We didn't. We just had a little thirty by thirty with a wrestling mat and just had some guys and we just scrapped. That's what we did. You know, like we we didn't have anything special. We didn't really need anything special. Well, the road is long and hard, can't you see? Some of us are lucky just to be. He always said. I ain't living less I'm free Fried chicken and evil women Gonna be the death of me Yep, Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Levi Wolfensberger, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and my Facebook page to hear more of my content. Don't forget, check out my website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Take care. See you next time. With some of us, how lucky just to be. And he always said, I ain't living unless I'm free. Now all these kids and this old gal gonna be the death of me. Yeah,